0: Hello, everybody. Um, Before we get started today, I just want to note two things. Uh, First, you might notice there's something a little bit different this time around. There's maybe a little bit less witty banter. And um, yeah, so I'm by myself today. Uh, We'll get into that in a moment. And then also, uh, I'd like to say that we messed up so at the end of the last episode we told you that uh, we were going to go to a self-help seminar or a get rich quick seminar or some crazy thing we didn't quite know what it was Uh, we still are going to go to that seminar but along the way we got a little sidetracked so uh, we were going to go into the seminar and um, i smelled food so i ran in before tyler did and i got my free food and tyler was stopped by a homeless dude who was like hey can I borrow your car and your phone? And he was like, no, why would I do that? And some random dude, Tyler doesn't even know, um, came up and was like, no, he can do that for you. So uh, he got roped into helping this uh, weird homeless guy get a ride and use his phone and stuff. And uh, the homeless guy coughed all over him. And um, now Tyler is in quarantine again yay so um he's gone i'm by myself so um yeah there won't be as much witty banter and um even though i kind of know what this uh seminar is about uh tyler will have to hear about that later so um hope he doesn't get sick or if he does he gets better but in any case i cannot record with him at the moment so it's just me um We decided the show had to go on, even if I would be flying solo today, so in the spirit of loving movies, I thought I'd do a quick ranking of some movies. Um, They're all kind of related to each other um, in their own unique way, and I think... It's better if you try to figure out how these movies are connected um, than me just explain it to you. So, I'm going to rank a couple of movies that are connected in one way or another. And um, yeah, uh, let us know if you can figure out um, what the common thread in between all the films is. So, uh, this first film that we're going to talk about is one that I was kind of excited to see. And my wife was very, very excited to see. And uh, we didn't quite get on the bandwagon when everyone else did, but this film dominated not just the box office, but, like, life itself. Like, there was toys and merchandise everywhere. All I heard was little girls telling me about how much they liked Anna or Elsa. So, naturally, I was excited to see um, a Disney film film that became this popular and was this praised and everyone seemed to love it like Disney films in general and uh, uh, this was really really hyped up so I was very very excited to see it and I I was a little shocked and surprised by uh, what I saw so uh, we are reviewing not really reviewing but uh, we are ranking um, 2010's Frozen, and um, I, I thought this would be like a little fairy tale adventure with like a, a go lucky kind of kind of positive message that kids could learn something about themselves or their friends or something from, you know, like a typical uh, excuse me a typical Disney film that has, like, crazy fantasy elements, and, like, there's a kid who has a problem, and they learn to overcome it, so other kids can learn to overcome their problems in the real world or something, that that kind of thing is what I really expected, and, uh, what I got was a kind of disturbing kind of thriller movie, um, it's not exactly what I was expecting, but, yeah, there's, uh, in 2010's Frozen, um, I thought it was about a princess or something, but it's really about um, three um, college students, I guess, probably I wasn't paying that much attention, who go skiing, and they get stranded up on the mountain when um, the ski lift operators think everyone is gone from the mountain. They're still up there, and then they close down um, the lodge and everything for a a vacation or whatever. And they're like, oh, snap, we're stranded out here, and we're going to die in the cold. So, um, they they try to escape. Wolves eat two of them. One of them does escape. It's, it's kind of morbid. Um, it's a little disturbing, and it's not at all what I expected from Disney's Frozen, so um, that maybe tainted my perception of it a little bit. I was going into expecting one thing and got another thing, but I am kind of excited that Disney is um, kind of finally venturing out into um, R-rated film territory, so... Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why a lot of little kids watched this movie and really loved it. I would, I would think that it would be highly inappropriate for a kid to watch um, this graphic of a film. But uh, I guess you do you, parents. If you want your kids to to see people get eaten by a wolf, go for it, I guess. Yeah, so little disappointed with it. Um, I might try to rewatch it and kind of reset my expectations, kind of knowing what I'm going to, and maybe I'll like it a little bit better. So if I did recommend this film, I would say go into it realizing ahead of time that you're not going to get your typical Disney film. And that might be okay, but it kind of ruined my first viewing of it. So that's 2010's Frozen. And, um, yeah, it was a more disturbing film than I thought it would be. And uh, that's kind of what this next film is. It's it's a superhero movie, Uh, found footage superhero movie, which is already an interesting concept. And um, it I didn't I knew it was going to be kind of dark, but it's a little bit darker than I initially thought. Um, We're talking about Chronicle here, obviously. If you haven't seen it, um, this is a film I would definitely recommend. I really love this movie. I know some people don't particularly like it but either way it's a kind of unique film a really unique take on both found footage and a superhero genre and um i, I think it's worth seeing you might like it you might not I tend to really like it. So uh, basically, what happens in this film is um, there's this uh, the, uh, some high schoolers, and uh, one of them's like a serious, serious outcast, and he decides he's going to record his life from now on, and thus it's a found footage movie with him recording himself doing everything. And um, that sounds like it's kind of a weird thing for a high schooler to do, and it is. Um, everyone thinks he's a weirdo before he starts doing it. They really think he's a weirdo, just pointing a camera and all their faces and everything all the time now. But um, it's kind of—it comes like a—it's a coping mechanism for him. Um, he's a loser nobody likes him the only person who will even really talk to him is his brother or cousin or something i haven't seen it for a couple years so i'm not exactly sure how they're related but i'm pretty sure they're cousins but yeah his cousin is about the only person that even talks to him and even then his cousin's like hey you know what i'm not a loser like you so like i kind of want to hang out with the popular kids so like if you could not be seen with me that much that'd be great so um yeah um School sucks for him, and then his home life sucks. His dad is abusive, and, and yeah, just, uh, there's nothing going right for this kid, and, um him and his cousin and a really popular kid who's uh, running for class president everyone loves him he's just this this guy with a really magnetic personality um, um uh, they discover like a meteorite or something weird like that and after they discover it they wake up with like telekinetic powers and um they can move stuff with their minds and um all of a sudden, they're three best friends. They don't care what other people think about them. They, they pull crazy pranks with their powers, and and they kind of exercise. You know, like they're like slowly getting better at using their powers, and and they, they just hang out and do cool and crazy things with their powers. And a good chunk of the movie is just them kind of messing around with their powers. But um, um, after a, a little while, um, they convince the kind of loser kid. Hey, you could use your powers to do a magic show for a talent contest, and then you could actually be popular like we are, and then you could be a cool kid too, and and, you know, like like that solves your biggest problem right and um he tries to do it and then he thinks he's a cool kid and goes to a party and he thinks he's the man and well i'm not gonna go into exactly what happens but he's not the man and he realizes it and he's like it doesn't this power doesn't make me special um well, not, not exactly, but he's like, like this doesn't make people think that I'm any better or anything. People still don't like me. I'm still an awkward loser, and everyone rejects me. And the only reason that my cousin hangs out with me is because he has to... And the only reason this popular kid hangs out with me is because we share this secret together, but he doesn't actually like or care about me, and I'm having this existential crisis. And he realizes that um, he is a predator and the rest of humanity is prey they are beneath him and they do not deserve his um consideration at all so he kind of goes crazy and um he kills the popular kid and then his cousin has to fight him and and yeah it's it's crazy it's dark um but it's it's pretty good um Yeah, so um, I I would definitely recommend this movie. Some people like it, some don't, but it's unique, and you should still experience it. Um, What's um, a little bit less unique than Chronicle is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. So, uh, again, it's kind of sticky with the superhero Now, sticking with the superhero trope a little bit, uh, we're going to kind of delve into Spider-Man 3 a little bit. It's a flawed film. Um, it's Especially after Spider-Man 2, it's a disappointing film, but it's still g- good. Um, I would unironically watch it, but it's, it's just that Spider-Man was great, and Spider-Man 2 was a masterpiece. And now Spider-Man 3 is just yeah, it was fine kind of deal. Uh, It probably killed the franchise. Not entirely. I know there was some kind of studio meddling that did that, but yeah, so um, If Chronicle is a really unique, crazy spin on a superhero movie, Spider-Man 3 is a more typical superhero film that's maybe a little too comfortable with how typical it is um, and tries to spice things up by throwing in multiple villains and um, multiple crazy plot lines that don't necessarily have a whole lot to do with each other but at the end of the day there isn't anything that um, groundbreaking in the the film and it's just a superhero movie that's kind of settled into being what a superhero movie was kind of back before the MCU it's just your prototypical superhero movie except they put it on steroids with a ton of plot points and a ton of characters and a ton of villains and a lot of craziness Um, yeah um, in general it's a pretty good movie Uh, I don't necessarily have well I do have a lot to say about it but kind of in a ranking fashion like this I don't necessarily have a lot to say about it I will say that um, I like the twist that the Sandman killed um, Peter's uncle. That's I, I know a lot of people didn't like that. That is what makes the film work, um, is that kind of personal connection that they have that kind of flips um, Spider-Man's world on its head in a unique way. So um, that's actually a really good twist. Um, the new Goblin... I mean, it was bound to happen, but I wish it was handled a little bit better. And Venom um, should have not been in the movie. Probably they could have alluded to him, but there just wasn't enough time to do him justice. As it was, he was a really half-baked villain that didn't really do a whole lot of anything. And then um, committed suicide, which is crazy. Um, Yeah. So um, I, I, I could go ahead and piece by piece go through this movie and have a lot to say about it where I like that, I didn't like that, this brought it down, this elevated it, because the, the movie really is kind of a mixed bag. But if I'm just going to talk about it in a ranking, I'm just going to say that it's um, a bunch of underdeveloped plot lines that are kind of thrown together in a typical superhero fashion, but it still is kind of charming and uh, the charm and a creative twist or two kind of helps keep it from being a terrible film but it's not really a great film either the craziest thing about the film to me that's kind of cool visually though is uh um when the venom symbiote is pulled off of both peter and brock and it kind of turns into an insane monster which is kind of what i want to talk about next is the mummy uh, the Mummy is a film uh, about a mummy. Um, a really long time ago, there was this evil pharaoh, and um, there was a curse put on him, and then they like killed him. And then um, you can awaken him, and then he'll bring about like the biblical um, plagues against Egypt, against the whole world, and then um, he will... Um, become pharaoh again and, and destroy the human race. Some craziness like that. That's probably not 100% right because it's probably been a year or so since I've seen this film. But, um, yeah, um, it, it's a really great adventure movie. Um, you would kind of think it would be more of a horror movie, but no, it's totally an adventure movie. It's like if Indiana Jones had light horror elements in it, and it's great. Um There's some really cool set pieces. There's some really fun characters. Um, I love that the pharaoh is afraid of cats. It's amazing. He's just a super powerful thing. You throw a cat at him, he's like, no. Um, But yeah, it's just a really fun um, kind of throwback to Indiana Jones. Um, Indiana Jones is obviously, um, well, not all of them, most of the Annie Jones films, the, the first three, are, are probably still better than The Mummy. But The Mummy is in similar quality. It's a similar kind of movie that really isn't kind of made anymore today. You don't really see this kind of adventure film anymore. And uh, that's kind of sad because it's fun, and I like it. And uh, it's, it's not a masterpiece by any means, but it's a whole lot of fun. And um, I think everybody should watch this film again, too. Um, there's just something about this kind of adventure film that um, they don't really seem to age a whole lot. The uh, film still stands up just about as good even as it did originally, even if it has some kind of bad visual effects here and there. Um, those almost add to the charm a little bit, but yeah, it's a charming and fun film about some adventurers and some ancient Egyptian guardians and an insane mummy. And, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Um, it's actually pretty funny, too. Um, it's I think the best comedy often comes from these films that are not strictly um, a comedy, but they're like an action or adventure or some other type of film first, and then comedy second. Uh, there's some really good moments with um, the main character and his friend who's constantly trying to betray him. And then the brother and sister that are egyptologists that they pick up that help them find out what's going on and everything and uh, it's just a really good film um it's such a good film in fact actually that tom holland that's not his name (laughs) tom hanks no it's it's a tom actor and i'm stuck and I, i can't Tom Cruise, yes, Tom Cruise, I will probably edit that out, if not, you can laugh at me, but um, Tom Cruise became jealous of this film, in fact, and he thought, I'm a movie star, people will come and see anything I do, so I'm going to make my own Me film, and people will like it better, because I'm in it, and I'm an egomaniac, and that's what he tried to do, and, well, it failed, no one likes Tom Cruise's mummy, Um, I haven't seen it. I don't plan on seeing it because I can already tell the original Mummy is better. And uh, Mummy 2 is probably better. And even though the Mummy 3 was a little disappointing, it is probably still better. Um, But speaking of Tom Cruise, um, he is in some films that are good. And uh, he was in The Edge of Tomorrow, which is a pretty stellar action movie with a couple kind of twists that make it... um, a little unique. Um, it's, it's got a good sense of humor and it's got um, some interesting elements in it that make it stand out a little bit from all the other action movies that have ever been created. So um, Tom Cruise is a recruiter for an army and um, um, he's just trying to help get enough forces so that they can go ahead and push back this alien menace that has invaded the world. Now, I don't remember the name of the aliens but they're cool. Um, they're like they're hyper fast and they just fly around like they're on drugs or something just like eviscerating armies and stuff like that. I really, I, part of me wishes this was R-rated, so it could really just rip into the soldiers and just rip them apart. But the film honestly doesn't need that. It's fine it's a PG-13 film. But um, these aliens that just flip out and fly all over the place are—they're um, just entertaining to watch. Like, like there's some really great set pieces that are great just because the aliens are in them they're like such a unique and interesting thing to even fight it's fun to watch and that kind of just that on its own elevates um the film um beyond other action movies but then you have weird time paradoxes and like a kind of um groundhog's day kind of thing going on where every single time Tom Cruise's character dies the day resets and he relives it um it's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I I love... Um, I, I So there's obviously Groundhog's Day, which is a great film. And there's this, which I also think is a great film. And I don't remember the name of it, but there was a Netflix original movie with this kind of uh, day-keeps-resetting premise, too. I love it, too. Um, I don't want Hollywood to do this to death, because it's fun and unique. And if you did this a lot, it would probably become boring. But I do really like this kind of... Um, film where the day keeps resetting, it's fun, and it's interesting, and it's unique, unless they do it to death. Uh, it leads to some good moments where he already knows what's going to happen and can mess with people, or um, he tries doing something crazy like roll under a truck and the truck runs on over him or some other dumb crap like that. That's actually pretty funny and um, unexpected. Um, And uh, anyway, he realizes after he dies a number of times that um, Emily Blunt's character, the same thing happened to her, and that's why she's an amazing soldier everyone looks up to. So now um, he has to convince her every single day, hey, he is doing the exact same thing as she was and resetting the day all the time. And um, then she's like, okay, I'll help you. And then every single day they get a little bit closer to defeating the alien army as they kind of figure stuff out. Um, Besides just fighting aliens, there's some other crazy twists and turns in the film. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a unique experience. And um, I highly, highly recommend it. It's actually one of my favorite recent action films. And um, even with the day resetting every now and then, um, or not like constantly, um, it, it does find ways to make danger for the characters that is still compelling. And then, um, yeah, there's um, some kind of touching moments where. Um, Um, Tom Cruise is trying to connect with Emily Blunt, and she won't let him, and then she finally does. And then um, he's trying to protect her because he knows she's going to die. And no matter what, she always dies at a certain point, and he won't let that happen. And um, he kind of connects with um, the squadrons that he gets thrown into um, just by reliving days over and over with them and stuff and i'm not going to say it's touching but there's better character work than i would expect in a film like this and then the aliens are badass and uh the time resets are a fun little gimmick that uh breathes life into um the film and makes it a really unique action film so um did you find out the theme that uh connects all of these films together well If you think you did, let us know at Pathetic Premiere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, probably other places. Um, And uh, before I sign off, another thing real quick is... uh, um, (laughs) um, If if you're mad that I did stupid things, like I ranked a really good movie like Chronicle lower than Spider-Man 3... Um you're totally right. And at the same time, you're totally wrong because rankings are arbitrary and it doesn't matter. So um, th- there's probably a couple other th- picks on this list that are a bit of a travesty, but you know what? It doesn't matter, so I don't want to hear about it. Um, I would like to thank you, the viewer, for continuing to listen to uh, me and Tyler's rants. And um, I look forward to returning to a regular episode instead of this kind of weird format soon. So um, be expecting that in the next two weeks here. And then, as always, we would like to thank Panning the Pages with their help naming the podcast and creating our cover art. Um, Hope everyone has a good new year, and... um